Welcome to Some Would Say. Casual chats for curious people. Your weekly podcast hosted by us, Amelia Rose and Lara May, unpacking all things life from the arts to well-being, from work to play and hearing what others have to say. Ever wondered how to use sage, what your soul is, or if signs from the universe is even a thing? This chat is 100% for you. Today's episode, we spoke with Molly Quiddington, who is the co-founder of a company making waves in the tech industry, WellWeb. We found this chat not only an insightful window into the world of spirituality, but also found comfort in hearing how others practice mindfulness and consciousness. If you struggle to feel grounded or want to learn ways to center yourself, Molly shares a few of her go-to practices, as well as her experience with imposter syndrome throughout her career. We can't wait for you to hear what she has to say. Welcome, Molly, to the show. Hi, what a jingle, guys. (laughs) (laughs) We prep every guest. We're like, we're just going to play our jingle because we're obsessed with it and we just like to break the silence. No, it's just that they spontaneously (laughs) tell us it's really good every time. Don't you know? (laughs) (laughs) We love to start our chat with asking all our guests the same question. And the question is, if we were to take you on a night out, what is your DJ song request and why? And what would we order you to drink? So you would order me a spicy margarita. Very nice. Mm. Yum. Love me a chili marg. So do I. Um, But I'm kind of into the 1800 tequila on the rocks at the moment because it doesn't have all the sugar with it. And I just feel like it's cleaner and it's, yeah, that's a really boring. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's fine. That that will do us fine. (laughs) Um, and then for the song, look, it depends on what mood I'm in. Like if I'm drunk, <laughs> like living on a prayer by Bon Jovi, like is that? <laughs> yes. I love it. Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, I can dance to anything, but like put on living on a prayer and I am like, I'm up there. I'm up there. <laughs> Oh, that's so good. You know what's funny? I I used to sing in pubs for like a couple of years. And at the time I was like, what kind of idiots come here to (laughs) sing along to these songs? Because I was like, if I was them, I I would not be coming because I worked in the industry. I was like, there's no way. And now that I don't sing in pubs anymore, I'm that person that's like, put on horses. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) It's so funny how you change. I don't know. Maybe that's the country girl coming out in me, like from where I grew up. But I don't know. I'm all about it. I'm oh, all about it. So good. Speaking of where you grew up, for those who don't know you, Molly, um, can you tell us a little bit about your upbringing and who Molly is? It's so vast and so expansive. But if I had to put it into like a couple of paragraphs, I grew up in the country, in country Victoria. Yeah, I always knew I wanted to get out of the country. Um, I feel like I had more that I wanted to explore. So um, when I got to the age of, I think it was 22, 23, I moved to London for two years. And then I traveled around in London, like I did all that thing and it was so great. And I got to visit many different countries and 
yeah, I'm so grateful for that time. Um, and then once I finished in London, I moved to Melbourne and I was in Melbourne for about 10 or so years. And then the last year and a half I've been in Queensland on the Gold Coast. Um, and at the moment I'm trying to move to America. Oh, uh, that's looks massive. Yeah. I know. So that's kind of like my location. That's, that's me where I, where I was. Um, and then I guess from a career point of view, I, um, was nannying all over London. Like I did, I had many jobs, like I wore many, many different hats, but I was predominantly a nanny in London. And then when I came back, I started working at, um, the solarium, which were legal at that time. Mm -hmm. And the owner of the solarium was, um, Blair who owns Bondi Sands. And I, one day he was just like, do you want to just do a couple of Facebook posts for me with this new brand that I'm starting? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then it kind of just like one thing led to another. And then before I knew it, I was the social media manager at Bondi Sands. Wow. So I know it was, it's crazy, but minute. <laughs> and but it's actually funny, like, and I feel like a lot of people would relate to this because I kind of fell into it. I never felt like I was worthy. I always kind of had imposter syndrome, like, why am I here? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, when in reality, if I look back now, I knew exactly what I was doing. Mm -hmm. And I wish I had have had a little bit more confidence in myself because it's not until that chapter closed and I have my own businesses now that I look back and I'm like, wow, I learned so much during that time and it was all necessary and all worth it. So, you know, imposter syndrome is a big thing. So if anyone's listening, I just want people to believe in themselves a little bit more because without you even realizing you were obtaining so much information that you can use at a, at a later date. A hundred percent. I can relate to that quite a lot, actually, in my career. I feel like maybe it's the world of social media in general that kind of makes you feel as though you don't know what you're actually doing. <laughs> I don't know. It's And marketing in general, like it's always changing. So you just feel like you can never be on top of it. But yeah, I can, I can definitely relate to that feeling. Absolutely. And yeah, you would know you, you were in the same boat, Amelia, like you do, you learn so much. And I feel like you're right with marketing. No one really knows like what the right answer is. There's no blueprint for anything. And I think once you allow that leeway and allow yourself to kind of explore, you know, if you're building a business or a brand or whatever, if, you know, you kind of know that there's no set way to do things, it's testing, seeing what works for you and your business and then adjusting according, accordingly. So it, it, all the time it would be two steps forward, one step back, but no one really knows what they're doing is the point, but you just have to believe in what you do know and do the best you can. So, so yeah, so that was kind of Bondi Sands. And then um, I've said this story on podcasts many times before. So I kind of went through a really big personal development phase where my marriage ended and um, that was my version of rock bottom. And I fell into like this really, really, really deep depression where 
um, for like a good year, I really threw myself into personal development to the point where after that year was up, every cell in my being was different. So where I was in my life just didn't feel, it didn't feel right anymore. Like I felt like I was a puzzle piece trying to fit into the wrong, like it just didn't feel right. And Bondi Sands, even though nothing was really wrong, I just knew that my time there was over. I knew it with the depths of my being. So I quit Bondi Sands without knowing what I was going to do. And I, you know, I think I had one pay round left. Like I had no money. I didn't, I really didn't know what I was going to do. And within, yeah, I think it was like three or four months, magically I'd launched a meditation app with my business partner and it happened to do really, really well. And that kind of birthed me into the tech and mindfulness space. And, you know, that's where I am now. Yeah, that's insane. I I love hearing your story. I've heard it um, a few times on podcasts as well. And I really do think it's such a testament to who you are, how how you really turned that dark period in your life to a light period. And yeah, to what you're doing now, it's like absolutely insane. I feel like it's changed so many people's life and it's it's definitely the way forward, in my opinion. Could you talk to us a little bit more about WellWeb and what your what your current business is now and what it's all about? For sure. So so when I got out of Bondi Sands, that's when we launched Blue Map, which was so amazing. Um, and then we were with that for about a year until we realized there was a lot more we wanted to do in the tech and mindfulness space. So we sold our share of Bloom and decided to focus on WellWeb. So essentially what WellWeb is right now, it's a video streaming service for all things wellness. We say it's like a little Netflix educational portal for videos on all different wellness topics because we know that wellness isn't a one size fits all and we want people to have a little taste and be educated in a whole different range of topics to see what, you know, you, it might light you up to go in and look into breath work, or it might light Lara up to go and, you know, delve into, I don't know, so, there's so many topics on there, but it's, it's just a safe space where you can just try new things for people who don't really know where to begin in this wellness journey. So that's kind of what we did. And that's where we're at now. Where I want WellWeb to go is that's why I'm going to move to America because I feel like we can't do it here. Yeah. I don't know if I can say too much yet, but it's, <laughs> I want to build, I want to make it more of a platform, not just a video streaming platform. So more of a space where, you know, practitioners are on there. It's a community. It's like a universe, like a new social media platform, essentially of a wellness conscious space, like just, full of love basically. Um, but yeah, that oh. will unfold in time. Sounds like just what the world needs right now. Oh Am I right? <laughs> literally. Yeah. Wow, that I'm so excited. Incredible. I'm so excited to see it unfold. Thank you. <laughs> so am I. It's sometimes really daunting, like the the ideas and stuff that we have. We're like, what? I'm like, are we actually going to do that? I'm like, I once I get it in my head that I'm going to do something, I can't not do it. And yeah. sometimes I get so really surprised with the things I come up with and 
like that's another thing I want to say for people who are, are listening. It's like don't put limits on yourself. You know, I put such limits on myself for the longest amount of time. Um, you know, in my marriage, I was kept quite small, but I also chose to be kept small because I just didn't believe in my power and what I could do. And, you know, that's, that's why I'm here on earth. I'm here to remind people of their power and how much more expansive and big your life can be. Like if you just start to break down your way of thinking and challenge yourself with the way you're thinking, like, you know, your dreams, if you, if you say your dreams, you're still putting like a limit on your success, like go bigger, keep it wide open. Like there's so much you can do, like you actually can. And I just want to remind people that they have the power to do that. That's so true. I often think that all the time and it kind of like wigs me out a little bit. Like if you think, oh no, I will never be able to do that. Or like, I don't know, it could be something super, trivial and then you're like but why not like you question yourself and you're like there's actually no reason why I couldn't do that like it it, that's such a weird feeling when you've got those two it's literally like angel and devil on your shoulder hey and you've got those voices in your head and you get a moment of um that empowerment feeling where you're like yeah this is possible and then something goes oh doubt like in the back of your mind and then you're like no 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 and that I think it's like learning to control those thoughts so that the main feeling is that empowerment yeah definitely Totally. I love how you just said like the devil and the angel, because that, that is the world we live in polarity, right? There's a a light and a dark side to everything. You can't have one without the other. Mm. So I feel like that's what I'm really learning at the moment is you can't completely shut out the dark or the devil or whatever. And you can't completely just live in the light because then it's not balanced. Mm. You, You need to live in a space of like dancing beautifully in the middle and being okay with both, but like keeping a center so you can hear, you know, what direction you need to go in next and not being really influenced by either side. You want to be influenced by your centered self, if that makes sense. Yeah. I go on tangent. No, Can't I get, I get that. No, I love it, it. It's almost like you're seeking more of like a neutral state rather and a happy medium rather than trying to be, um, super happy or super sad because it's not good to be either because then you've got a natural low and a natural high and like I feel like somewhere in the middle is where you want to be. And do you know what? I, I love this analogy because what I feel like when you do personal development work on yourself, I believe, so everyone has like a neutral line, right? Mm. And the more personal development work you do on yourself, you kind of, so say the top here is the light and the bottom here is the dark positive negative when you do personal development you slowly raise the bar higher to the light so when you go up you go up but when you go down you don't fall as far down so you can pick yourself up a lot quicker whereas does that make sense yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know, cause then some people are like, if you have to just stay neutral and you can't get rid of one or the other, the personal development work is doing wonders for yourself because you're raising that bar and the, the trip up isn't as far. So the trip down isn't going to be as low and you could pick yeah. yourself up a lot quicker. Yeah, that makes total sense. It seems to be a bit of a hot topic at the moment, but what does spirituality mean to you? <laughs> what does your practice look like? I'm weird. 
Tell us. <laughs> it's okay. We're weird too. Yeah. I guarantee you I'm weirder. <laughs> That's what spirituality is now. Who can be the weirdest? Totally. <laughs> so I think spirituality, it's not a religion. It's not a one size fits all. I think spirituality is just having your own personalized practice to get back to your center every single day. And when I say get back to your center, that's from your center. That's when you can hear your intuition and that's where you can hear what the next steps are in your life a lot clearer. That's when you have self-awareness to be able to, you know, see how you really feel and decide what your body needs that day. So I believe being in your center is the best space a human can be on earth. So to me, that's spirituality. And then I guess my spirituality practice looks like (laughs) it's so every morning I will have a morning routine where I say it's a routine, but really I just block out like maybe an hour, depending on how I feel, it might be two hours. Um, And within that space for a routine. I just kind of do whatever I feel like my body needs from my toolbox that I've kind of, you know, picked up different practices to do over that time. So for example, this morning, I get up every morning and I sage my body because when I sleep, that's when portals are open and you just don't know what energies can be attached to you overnight. So I always sage in the morning and then I put a protection, um, like light around me just so I've kind of set my energy for the day. So if I go outside, I'm not going to be influenced by everybody else's energies. Um, I take control of my energy first and foremost. And then what else did I do after that? Oh, (laughs) I chanted. So I chanted um, a Kundalini yoga chant for 11 minutes. I love Kundalini yoga. If anyone hasn't tried that, I highly recommend it. So yeah, I chanted and then I picked a tarot card for the day and I set my intentions in my notes in my phone. So for example, I was like, I set what I wanted to say on the podcast. I'm like, I really want people to enjoy it. And I want people to get something out of it. Like if I set intentions like that for the day, they're more than likely to happen. Mm-hmm. So That's kind of what I did this morning and (laughs) I protect myself every day, but you know, sometimes chanting might be breath work or sometimes it might be a meditation or yeah, it's whatever. But I always do that every single morning to get into my center so that when I go and live my day in business relationships, like just outside in the world, I'm coming from a place of stillness. So I'm not really easily influenced by everything else around me. Mm. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Wow. I love, I love that so much. You know, this is like such a trivial question and I should, it's probably on WellWeb actually, but is there a correct way to sage? Like, do you have to do it? I've heard some people say like, you have to go to like the corners of the room and like, or like open the windows. Like, is there like a, actual way that you should be doing it say if you're saging a house I would go to the corners because energy can hide in corners and I would open the windows to let it out but if I'm just saging my aura I just say what I want the sage to do like you can command your space you can command what you want to happen like say if you want to speak to your 
spirit guides or your ancestors or your angels every day. Like you can just say out loud what you want and they will do your best to serve you basically. So same with the sage. Um, but just do what feels intuitively called for you mm-hmm. in that moment. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not an expert. I'm just an expert on listening to my intuition to know what my body needs. So that's all I want to share with people is if you get back to your center, you can hear what the right thing is to do for your body and your moment of whether you're going to sage or not. If you're in your center, you will follow your intuition to be like, oh, maybe I'll go into that corner or Mm. whatever, you know. So it's just listening to you. Uh, speaking of sage, at the start of the year, Amelia bought me some sage um, as kind of like we had this like women's night with our girlfriends and she bought us all. It was Valentine's It was Galentine's, that's right. <laughs> and part of my gift, there was a few lovely things in there, but one of them was a sage and um, a sage stick. And I'd, I've been battling some, some health issues this year, which I won't go into, but basically I'd moved into this new place in January. I'd felt like I'd dragged that negativity in there and then I associated this new house with, with my health issues. And basically when Amelia gave me the sage, I was like, this is the perfect opportunity for me to try to see all this in a new light. So when all my roommates were out one day, I'm just like getting in the zone, like cleaning the house, saging everything. And then my crazy neighbor just like saw me like just doing it around the doorway <laughs> and just starts like looking at me like, and I feel like old me would have been like, good, like cower away and just like shut the door. I'm like, I'm never doing that again. But this new me was like, I don't know. Embrace it. I don't know. I don't know if it's me like feeling like a proper adult now or something. But like, I don't give a fuck what you think. Like, I'm just gonna keep staging my door. And then I messaged Amelia afterwards. I was like, Oh, I'm a new woman. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I love that. so true. Like, I feel like, yeah, when you're doing new stuff like that, people, you know, you might be like, What am I doing? This is so weird. Like, yeah. you know, and like I've been doing this weird stuff for so long that I have found the more I just own the weird stuff I'm doing, there's actually people who are doing it, but it makes them feel okay to do it as well. Like, for sure, you know, and, and did you feel after you did Sage, did you feel a shift? I definitely felt a shift in that the house, like the feeling of yeah. the house. Like um, I think it's, it's a, my actual health problems. That is a, is a whole other thing in its own, but, um, but the house itself, I feel like the energy definitely had shifted and I started associating it differently. And it, it is quite incredible, like the impact that had and, and what, and what you were saying about, you know, it's, it's only weird, um, it's only weird until it starts working for you. And then you're like, this isn't weird anymore because I know that it's wor- it's working. And then the next thing becomes weird. And then that doesn't, you know what I mean? Yes. Like I know exactly what yeah. you mean. I love that. And this is just about like um, energy management with your house. Like uh, that's why I sage pretty much nearly every day and I'll do my house once a week because even if I have like the best vibes in here, sometimes like, you know, other people's energy or whatever. Like I just, I always do it as a thing just so I'm always like a clean slate and I control my reality. Like I don't want even good influence. I don't want that. Like I want to be in control of my reality. So I highly recommend saging if your house feels a little bit heavy, but also playing frequencies. Like even if you're not there for the whole day, like I play frequency music on YouTube on the TV while I'm out for the day. And then when I get home, like, it's just such a, oh, such a good vibe. And it's like, yeah, you know, there's different ways you can lift 
the the heaviness from your home, especially if you've had a fight with someone or whatever. Like I highly recommend doing that. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love frequency music so much, especially there's one that you've shared that Adelina yes. loves as well, I'm pretty sure. It's like yeah, the Tesla. Tesla one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. There's nothing better. My dogs love it too. Like as soon as you turn it on, they're just like, <laughs> like <laughs> oh, so good. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. Well, this is a little bit to some people might be classified as kind of like woo-woo talk, but I love it. So I thought let's just go full woo-woo. <laughs> My yeah. question is, what the hell is your soul and how do you connect with it? Okay. So this is just my opinion. I believe everybody has a soul and it's a soul is your consciousness. Like that's what makes you come alive, I guess. Um, I believe souls can't die. It just can transform into different energies. I guess. So, you know, say for example, if you've had a loved one that's passed away, their soul doesn't die. Their physical body might die, but I believe, um, you know, my grandparents or whatever, their soul just transfers into a different space. Um, that's why people like psychics and things like that can still connect with them and talk to their soul. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, a soul is something that never dies. It's your essence. It's your purest essence of who you are. Mm -hmm. And you can connect to your soul by having something you can do every single day. It doesn't have to be as extreme as what I do, but like you could do just put 15 minutes aside every single day to do something that's going to take you out of the noise in your head to get back to your center. When you're in your center, you can hear your soul. You can hear your intuition. You can hear, you know, and you can feel what the logical next step is in your life. Mm. Um, and if you're not in your center, if you have lots of noise on top of that, you, ca you can't hear it. Mm. Um, and then that's when you find yourself getting into situations or, you know, relationships with people where you're like, Oh, I probably shouldn't have done that, but it's too late. Cause I wasn't listening. Mm. Um, so being in your center, that's how you connect to yourself. Mm -hmm. Would you consider yourself psychic Molly? Yes. And I believe everyone is psychic to a degree. Um, and when you get into your centre and when you clear unnecessary energy and really own your sovereignty and who you are, I believe you can really hear, you know, what the next steps are in your life in a psychic way. You can always meditate and ask to receive a question, an answer to a question, or if you want to see something in the future, like I can meditate and will get given that vision or whatever. So I, I do believe I am. Yes. And I also believe that everyone has the power to tap into, um, those parts of themselves as well. Mm -hmm. Speaking of meditation, what is the yeah. wildest thing that's ever happened to you when, whilst you've been meditating? Oh, I don't know if I can say mm. Tell us. I don't know. And also I just, yeah. So what story should I tell? So do you know what's the least 
weird story now, alien stories. That's how weird my life is. So weird, honestly, but it's okay because it's me. It's what I am. All of my friends and family around me know that this is my life. So, okay, so <laughs> so when you meditate, you can get into different frequencies, right? And so the frequency that we're in on earth is a 3D frequency, a, a third dimensional frequency. So we are like, I can feel me, I can taste, I can experience a full range of emotions. Um, that's like a 3D reality. If you go up to like 4D, 5D, 6D, 7D, if you tune into them, every single one of those dimensions kind of has a different reality. Um, but this is why it's hard to explain to people because people don't really understand that everything's frequency at the moment. Like we just think that what we see here is it. Whereas think of dogs, for example, they can see and hear things that we can't see because they have access to different um, dimensions and yeah. different frequencies than what we do. Mm -hmm. Um so, and like as humans, we can only see 4% of energy in this 3D. So imagine if like we opened up more percentage, like we would see light particles flying around. We could see yeah. and hear different things. Like that, that's a scientific fact. Like that's not woo-woo. We're only seeing 4% of what our minds can perceive. So in meditation, I have become really quite good at it where I can tune into different frequencies and have experiences like almost like a DMT trip. <laughs> I've never done DMT, but people who have done DMT, they describe the exact same things as what happens to me literally every time I meditate. So it's like I an ego vision. death, isn't it? It's like a, they say it's like an uh, ego death or you, you uh, leave your body and go into another reality. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess. Um, but I guess mine's just happened so many times now it's just normal to me like there's a yeah it's there's an astral me in another dimension that is just so strong so so strong and um so when i meditate that astral me basically has a whole nother world that it does stuff in yeah so that's that's kind of the weird stuff i, I love to. it when you meditate do you think of do you think of your astral self as like your your human self? Do you visualize who you look like and stuff now or is it like I don't know, completely different? Yeah, it changes. You know it's you, but sometimes only sometimes you'll see what that you looks like. Um and sometimes I don't look like me at all. Sometimes I feel a lot bigger, like almost like avatar. You know the avatar with the human body beside it? Like yeah. that's probably how I describe it. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. I do a lot of crazy shit in the astral and that's why it's so important for me to enjoy a spicy margarita and living <laughs> on the <prayer. laughs> Because if I don't, I'd lose my mind. And I tried to deny this reality for myself for a really long time. Like I was like, nah, it's too weird. I can't talk about it. But it's so prominent in my day-to-day -day life now, like when I meditate, where I go, mm -hmm. I can't deny it anymore mm. so I'm just owning it I'm just like whatever this is what I do and the more I kind of like look into it and see the research like there's there's government bodies that are actually doing research on astral travel and um 
you know, going to different dimensions and all of that. Like there actually is evidence out there that it's true. So I have had enough evidence and enough validation and things happen where what happens to me, it's real. Mm. It's real for me, but I just have to make sure that I really enjoy my human experience. Otherwise I'd go crazy. Mm. Yeah. But it's also so important that you share your experience because I think it allows others to realise they can – What's talk about it. Talk about experience. It. Well, that's it. Sometimes similar. feel scared. Sometimes people feel scared to just share their thoughts because they they feel silly. But the more others open up, like it's it's just another opportunity for them to go. No, you know what? Like I'm allowed to have my own experiences of this. You know. Mm, yeah. Totally. And I love that you say that. That's mm. and that's why I do keep doing it because well, pretty much every time if I start to open up and share my story, someone will be like oh, well, when I was a kid, even the people who don't believe in this shit at all, they'll be like, oh, when I was a kid, I used to see spirits in my room or, mm. you know, when I, I always see repeating numbers or what does this mean? Like people have this curiosity mm. about it. And, um, yeah, so I do think it's important to talk about it. But, yeah, nothing anyone says to me is weird because chances are that I've done something weirder. <laughs> <laughs> Do you um, believe in signs from the universe? So I definitely believe in signs from the universe because I feel like you can literally ask for a sign and you shall receive it. But people don't ask. That's what the issue is. So yesterday, for example, my grandparents who have passed over, I'm like, I need a sign. I need you to tell me that this is the right thing to do. Send me a sign. And I'm on level 11. And as soon as I said that, about 30 seconds later, a butterfly came and landed on the window at 11, on level 11. Oh. And I was like, how did it ever get up here? Like, <laughs> you know, but it was a sign. So I do believe in signs from the universe. I feel like you just have to ask. Yeah, so true. I, when I look back at the times I've written in my journal and said, been very clear about my um wishes and said I need this in my life like please universe provide this to me sometimes I'll just forget that I've written that and then later I go back and read like all the things I've said and it's insane how many things come true when you just put it out there it's just nuts yeah it is nuts I love that you do that and I love that you can go back and have a look at what you've written as well because you do forget Oh, it's my favourite pastime, <laughs> reading my <laughs> reading my old entries. Oh, I know. Are you like, who is this person? Like, yeah. oh, God. Um, but that's why every day I set my intentions for the day mm. and write out what I want. And nine times out of ten, they all come true unless it's not for my highest good, like unless something better or it's not meant to happen. But, mm. you know, I even say how I want to feel every day. I'm like, you know, today I want to feel graceful with clarity or today I want to feel strong and grounded. Um, so yeah. Oh, that's, do you have like a particular sign that you, like if you see, I don't know, a, like a, a butterfly. butterfly. Yeah. yeah. Is that like your thing? Yeah. That's my grandparents being oh, like. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you've got different so. signs for different, like maybe souls or no just different signs for different moments but like if for anyone that's listening like you might see a sign like a literal sign or a number plate 
or numbers or an animal or, you know, you might look at the clouds and see a shape. Like it, it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're drawn to something, that more than likely that's a sign for you. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, a lot of people can, a lot of us can be overwhelmed sometimes of where to begin with mindful practices. Um, but do you have a handful of, of mindful practices that you would highly recommend to everyone they can at least try or take up? Totally. So I feel like breath work is so good. Have you girls tried breath work? Um, I don't think I actually properly have. Yeah, I would really recommend it. It's something that really shifts energy within your body and releases, um, you know, trauma, um, like just built up energy within your body that needs to be released. And Mm. it's a really profound experience. Like even, you know, sometimes if I think I've done everything I can, I'll do breath work and I'll still be on the floor crying, like, just like, (gasps) like, but it's so good because it's releasing all this energy. So, you know, breath work, I highly recommend, um, there's one on WellWeb where it's the cool to be conscious daily and they, it's just a five minute practice. It's super, super simple. Um, and it's really good for beginners. So any sort of breath work like that, um, I recommend meditation, but when I say meditation, not necessarily like sitting here like this meditating, Mm. but just doing something that gets you out of your thought process in your head. So that might be riding a bike that might be dancing, that might be journaling, that might be painting, like just going to the gym, like anything like that, that's going to stop your train of thought for a little bit. That to me is meditation. Um, If you want to try meditation, I would just put frequencies in and just lay on the floor. You know, even if it's just for a little bit, just lay on the floor. That's something you can do. Journaling, I feel like that is also a really, really good way to see where you're at. Um, I do this practice called morning pages. If I feel like my head's cloudy and I can't really think straight, I'll just write for three pages straight nonstop with no, I don't worry about grammar. I don't worry about, um, like spelling. I just write for three pages straight. Even if I don't know what to write, I'm like, I do not know what to write and I'll just keep writing. And then literally by the last page, you just, your soul comes out and you're like, oh, I'm upset about that. Who would have thought? Mm-hmm. Um, and it just helps you feel clearer. It's like a brain dump. So, yeah, journaling, breath work, meditation, um, and just, yeah, having a moment before you start the day to check in with yourself and actually see how you feel. Mm-hmm. Like actually ask yourself, like do a body scan. How do I feel today? That alone is going to shift the energy and momentum for the entirety of the day. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's so nice to hear when people talk about journaling and they say like, oh, sometimes I just write, like, I don't know what to write because everyone, like I do that mm-hmm. all the time. Sometimes I'm just like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, yeah. And then yeah. once you get on a roll, you're like, wow, like how did that just yeah. drop into my brain? Like yeah. how did that just fall into my piece of paper? Yeah. And if you have questions from like your ancestors or spirit guides or whatever, write that 
in the, write that question in the journal, be like, so am I meant to do this? Am I meant to do this? Keep writing it over and over again until you start writing what the answer is. And that's a form of channeling as well. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's this, this is so interesting. I swear mm, this chat could go could on forever literally. and I'd be like, tell me more. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have anything coming up? Do you have any goals in the pipeline? It would just be, yeah, hopefully if I can yeah, get this exemption to go to America, then yeah, just kind of watch the space of where WellWeb hopefully will go over the next year. Um, but until then, I will just continue to talk, spread my message, help people get back to their centre in a time where I feel like, you know, people really do need it the most. Mm, um, definitely. And I just hope I can be a spokesperson to help everybody come together and not be divided. So great. And we wanted to end our chat with, I mean, this whole chat's been fun, but we wanted to end with a bit more fun. So we're going to ask you some would you rather questions that we usually ask our guests. You haven't seen them, um, but here we go. You start, Amelia. (laughs) Okay. So the first one, Molly, would you rather never meditate again or never go to the gym slash exercise again? Uh, gym and exercise. Yeah. That's what we said. Hey, I'm pretty I sure. I think I said never meditate again. Oh, because, yeah. Because I as I guess it's kind of like you could still breathe. Yeah, we were like, <laughs> but maybe we could still do breath work. <laughs> like trying to get around the meditation part. Mm-hmm. What's your reason for it, Molly? Yeah, no um just because I feel like that's where I get the answers of what I need to do next and Mm. I can stay aligned that way um I feel like my mental health is more important than my physical body obviously I would not like to give up both of them (laughs) and I love the gym like I'm but if I had to I would prefer to work on my mind than my body Mm, interesting okay cool I love these would you rather's. They're just so – we get so invested in, but what if? And it's like, oh, it's probably never going to happen, but still. <laughs> okay, well, the next one's a bit of a novelty. Um, no, no, you know what? It's, it's, it's could happen. Would you rather find 100 bucks floating in a public toilet or $5 in your pocket? $5 in my pocket. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a, that, that's what I said too. No. <laughs> I just think toilets are so gross. Like, I agree. I, I'm not, like I've never been a toilet humor person. Like yeah. it's a real thing. Like even yeah, I'm just. <laughs> keep uh, that's so good. Yeah. Okay, would you rather cry randomly every day for twenty minutes or never cry again? I already do that. <laughs> every day and I love doing that because it's a movement of energy like if I feel like I'm about to cry I like I'll be like okay I'm gonna go cry in my room and I'll sit on the floor for like 20 minutes cry and then get back up and act like nothing ever happened Mm. and that's why now all my friends and family they know like you know my little sister called the other day I'm like oh I'm just crying for 20 minutes I'll be with you soon (laughs) she's like oh worries, have fun like because that you just know that's what I do now like it's um I allow myself to feel whatever I need to feel and then I continue forth on my day if I hold it in I build up unnecessary energy that doesn't need to be there so without a doubt cry (laughs) 
How yeah. good is a big cry? And and there's oh. nothing there's nothing worse than wishing you could cry because you're that frustrated. But like, and all you need is that big cry, but then you're so built up with like frustration that you can't. And then yes. it finally comes yeah. and you feel like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> yes, totally, yeah, the best. All right, is this the last question? Yep, lucky last. Would you rather never be able to listen to music again or read books again? I would rather not be able to read books again. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love music. I feel I that. Love music. Yeah, I just like you know, just to have a shower, like to walk, like just whatever. Like it just it changes the mood, and you get to dance. And you know, if you can't read a book, you can still um, look on the internet to learn things. And mm. you know, yeah, yeah, definitely music. Are you guys the same? Oh yeah, hundred yeah, percent. When music obsessed, yeah. Like when I hear people aren't into music, everyone's different, obviously, but I'm just like, what? Like it honestly blows my <laughs> Are mind. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> but it's just such a mood. Like how could you not love music? I know, I know. We, um, My family and I, we went to the Ziggy concert the other day and it was just so nice to go to a concert and hear live music and people mm. enjoy it. Like it's, it just like creates such a beautiful energy. Like I could, yeah, I I'm, would never pick books ever. <laughs> I think I'm going to go put on some frequency music for my next shower and just like, oh my God, you just inspired me when you said like in the shower and I'm going to go combine those two elements of our conversation and just like, so you can do that totally. Yeah. But I like to listen to like, you know, Nicki Minaj, I'm a boss ass bitch. Yeah. Or like, <laughs> Like, shower. like I'm more like getting like down and dirty yes. in the shower and, and then I do frequencies when I'm when you know trying to be chill but yeah. I like to keep like you know my freak on as well yeah. <laughs> so good oh but Molly where can everyone find you and where can they find WellWeb yeah so just at wellweb.com and um Molly Jane on Instagram so yeah Go check it. Thank you so much, girls. Thank oh, you. Thank you. I honestly am sad to end this. Me too. But um, <laughs> but I'm sure we'll we'll follow your, your story some more. And um, yeah, we can't wait to chat to you again. Yeah, we can't wait to thank see you. what happens with Wellweb. Stay tuned, everyone. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate it. Thank you for holding space. You're so welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's chat. If you loved what we had to say, hit subscribe, leave us a review and find us on Instagram at some would say podcast. Talk then.